Hello and welcome to part two of the TT podcast with Connor Cummins. Connor, we left part one. If you've not seen it or heard it, make sure you go and listen to it. But we listened to it. Well, we didn't. Sorry, we didn't um, finish on a dour note because we'd just been through everything that happened in 2010. Mm-hmm. There are a few, with all due respect, there were a few positives to take from 2010. You clearly showed that you were c- capable of winning a TT. So going back, getting back to full strength or as strong as you could be to get back on the bike, was that still the aim to go back and compete? Was the fire still there to go and win a TT? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I just, um, I knew that if I was going to make any decision, it was going to have to be one that I have to get back to. If, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it properly. Mm-hmm. As I, that's what I do with everything. Um no half-arsed attempts it's got to be full on and I want to get back to being at the sharp end again and that's that was my drive really um, so once I could uh, put my own socks on I sort of that was the building blocks really like, could you put your socks on before you got on a bike or did you get on a bike first before you could put your socks on um, yeah I soon forgot about the socks as soon as I thought about the bike it was like yeah that's what that's the main concern but but you said on the la- the last episode nine months from throwing yourself down the veranda over a wall you're back on a bike yeah I mean the majority of normal people would still be recovering from that thinking am I going to get back to a normal life you're going I'm getting back on the bike mm. that's just I mean to me that's insane Steve's just nodding like yeah that's 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 how we're built <laughs> did you not think about stopping? no I I was aware that it might have might have to be an option mm-hmm. if as I said before like yeah. the nerve never came back online but I, I can't really allow myself to fail I have to I have to really give everything it's not it's not in my nature just to do anything half assed it's got to be full on nine months to come back you know uh, from the injury and then of course you said in the last episode you kind of jumped straight into some British Championship stuff which you were riding around at the back and building, 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 building you know so it was a long time building you know the team were fabulous obviously stick behind you and and, uh, and help you out and stand by you um, three years later you're back on the podium at the TT yeah how was, emotional was that? yeah on the on the Honda no what was lightweight. it? lightweight yeah lightweight yeah, um, brilliant actually. It was. I'm bloody glad I had the twin anyway <laughs> that week because <laughs> everything else was turned to shit. But, um, it was um, brilliant actually. I, I never really. I didn't sort of have any size of relief to say, "Oh, back, I'm back on the podium." Is because of my accident. It was all like, "Oh, nice one. I'm back on the box." It was nice, nice to be there really and. Obviously, a class that I've, I've only ever did the TT on it once in, in the lightweight with the KMR bike, and that was it was loads of fun. Not necessarily a bike that fit on, ideally. <laughs> yeah. Took four inches out the back of the, the seat to get me on it, but um, yeah, it was, no, it was it was great. It was such a nice sort of experience to a ride the little twin around there for the ones that I did do and get back on the box and getting back on the box was that as much a relief that you've still got it in you. Or, or yeah. was that feeling there beforehand? I think it, even through my action, I was like, I, I knew something was there. Um, 
but it was a nice little reminder that I can actually achieve something around yeah. the TT course and still be competitive. Being competitive is one thing, but you, to be on the box is is, is a nice uh, nice touch. So it was nice to be there and putting down foundations again to to move forward again. And uh, thankfully, it got better. So to me, I'm I'm I've got notes here, right? And I'm just looking for through the teams you've ridden for. In my eyes, bit of a list. But no. There is a bit of a list, and that's so. In my eyes, I, I see like Connor to be behind your eyes. <laughs> nobody would <laughs> like to be. I see Connor as Paget through and through now, and it feels like you've had almost your entire career at the TT with Pagets. It just seems that that everything fits with you and the team at Pagets. Yeah, we're just we're just obviously riding from this year. Would you say that they're the best team you've ridden for, and where you've found? almost home for the TT? I definitely feel at home yeah. with, with uh, the Padgett's team. I think because it's, um, I'm a family man myself and um, that's how I've been brought up and you look at the Padgett's family, massive family, run a very, very successful bike business and the, the team's just ace to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, been there since 2017, 18? 16 16 16 was yeah yeah because i uh just to just to jump in there you know you said that it's kind of part of the family and so on but so who means the most the wife or clive paget next question (laughs) there's no way you're answering that is there (laughs) yeah next definitely next question (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's answered yeah but like you say it is it is a home and that's that's predominantly probably why I feel that you've been there forever do you think you're going to see out your career with Padgett's if if they allow it uh, very on? difficult question yeah. to answer I don't know I don't know um, as long as I'm racing competitive bikes I'll be trying my very very best and until it's deemed that I'm not competitive anymore and I'm wasting time I'll jack in well yeah that's that's the other thing I, I think and tell me if I'm wrong here but it seems like you're riding better than you ever have done yeah this the, this the best this year's TT was the best I've ridden around well anywhere really yeah um, I've gone faster than I ever have done I feel good um, yeah it's almost contradictory to what you'd expect though you'd expect a younger version of you to be able to go faster and as you get a bit older more responsibilities with the family with the businesses maybe your eye comes off the ball and you don't go as fast especially with the the gap with covid Mm. can you believe what you're listening to when he introduced you in part one he was talking about basically you never won a tt always finishing second and now he's saying you're flipping old no can you i can't get my breath can you no Christmas card this year. I'm, I'm picking him up. I'm just like, he's not even. In my opinion, he's not peaked. You've not peaked. You haven't won, and you're capable of winning. Most people, as they get a little bit older, that edge of racing goes. But it hasn't with you. You just seem to be getting going. Almost. I can only sort of say, yeah, I haven't achieved really what I'm here to do on the TT course. Yeah. That's obviously still got loads of loads of goals there but I suppose each year I've, I'm, I've raced and I'm gaining more and more experience and I'm just getting more experience at the job and maybe that's why I'm getting faster I don't know and there's a certain a certain amount of luck 
you know, to get yeah. a TT win as well, because it's an endurance, you know, mechanically as well as physical and so on. Um, <clears throat> you know, you've been leading races and broken yeah. down, you know, bike won't start after the second pit stop and stuff and a, a good lead and yeah. it's just, which is such an emotional thing anyway, because you know yourself, you was good enough to win that day and, and be on the top step of the podium. But is that what drives you so much to keep coming back? Yeah. It's, um, I think it probably stems back from, from that 23 second lead that I had back in 2010. It, it's just etched in my brain because it was just, it was there at the ultimate opportunity to, to capitalize on it. I was riding good and fortunately it didn't happen. We had a mechanical, but it's like the ultimate carrot as well. That's what keeps me coming back. I want to try and get there. I want to try and win. That's why I, I train hard. That's why I've you know put all all this effort in, is to try and achieve that. Really, I like to think every other race is no different. Really, we want to win, don't we? It's, it's, it's in our bloody DNA, yeah. I suppose. How do you use the same mentality? You're a successful businessman, obviously, coffee shop, pizza shop, and so on. Do you use the same mentality for business and to succeed there? There's certain things I've applied from my racing. Into the into the business side of things, yeah, definitely. Couldn't tell you what they are, but <laughs> <laughs> feels right. Yeah. Um, and how do you manage to, you know, I've, since I've retired from racing, I'm the busiest man on the planet. It was so much there was so much less to do when I was um, full time competing, a professional athlete, should we say? Um, but these days I'm so busy. But so how do you flipping manage to run two successful businesses and a racing career as well? I've got an extremely understanding wife. That's why you wouldn't answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just did answer it. She's, uh, no, Danielle, my wife, she's, she's kick-ass, brilliant, um, really gets behind me what I do. So, and I've, the, the business side of things, I'm involved, you know, before I came here, I was seeing a, a client. So it's just managing my time as best I possibly can. But I've also got, with each respective business, I've got managers running it as well. So it, they're, they, they're self-sufficient. So I've got really good people. I'm working with good people like, so it really does help. So while we're on the business topic, what's what's the future for, for your uh, empire on the island? Are you going to expand to the mainland with coffee or um, or a bit further south down into Douglas? I think realistically, given the way the world is at the minute, it's just taking stock of what we've actually got. Right. Um, not getting carried away, weather a bit of a storm that's coming. Um, be there at the end. Pretty much like a race, I suppose. Yeah, there exactly, you go. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've applied. Just be there. Love that analogy. <laughs> um, and just try and just try and push on with what we've got, really. Um, and then when the time's right, we might look to expand again. But it's chock a busy at the minute. We're grateful for what we've got, and let's just keep moving on. And every other weekend, I'll go to a racetrack and hopefully run my bollocks. That leads me to the next question. So, as quick as Chris mentioned, you know, beginning of the quiz. <laughs> we're, not, we're not going to that. Uh, as Chris mentioned that on the intro to part one, you know, we're here on the Isle of Man in the studio here. Um, it's the Manx Grand Prix. Uh, and you, you've just been telling us you sort of probably maybe need a little bit more bike time and so on. Why are you not racing the Manx this year? 
why are Paget's not here with their their army of uh, old bikes as well as modern mm. and uh, competing? Um, normally we, we would be here. Um, I don't want to talk out of school here, but the team are doing a full British Superstock Championship with both Lewis, Rollo and David Todd. So, and I'm, I've been given the option to do the, the rest of the championship as well. So that's why I'm not here. And that's probably what, well, that is the reason why the, the team isn't here as well. But given no sort of clashes, I, I'd say would have been on the grid. Not riding around in that horrendous weather that's outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, you're going to be at Cadwell? Cadwell Park this finishing weekend. The, finishing the British Superbike season off. Yeah. So let's touch on that while we're here. Has your love for the road racing changed, as in, sorry, circuit racing changed as you've gone back to it? Yes, definitely. Um, I, I just, I think because I just feel like I get the, the, the best gains out of it. You know, it's so competitive. Mm-hmm. Like I'm floating around the, 20, the 20th sort of position area. I'm like just a few seconds back off points, which is where I'm. I'm just being realistic. I'm not, you know, looking to pull anything out of hat yet. Anyway, but yeah. it's uh, it's the best place to be, definitely best place to be. And I sort of went away from it uh, for a, See, that gets me a, a while. Bit. Sorry to jump in, mate, but just you know, you've been on the podium there before Superstock in years gone by and stuff. And yeah, to sit there and kind of say, yeah, I'm just sort of running around the twentieth place. That would really piss me off. Oh, it pisses me off. Uh, yeah. really I don't mean to sound smart with that. No, no, just... no. It's uh, but I, I do. I go out and try very hard. I need to make a step. I'm try, at this moment in time. I'm still trying to figure out what that step is in circuits, yep. and I just need a bit of time. Luckily, I've got a bit of I've got a patient team, which is great. Um, I I'd love nothing more than to be at the sharp end of, of that class for sure. But I've got to find something in order to move forward. So I'm only going to achieve that by racing mileage, yeah. mileage, yeah. Which then gives a, a lovely spin off for the roads because I'll have loads of track time. Yeah, which is again the main reason why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it pisses me off finishing in that sort of position. Yeah. Thanks for that, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so, even, so even now, you, you're going back, obviously we've had TT 2022, you're using the British Championship now for as a bit of a stepping stone to keep you up to speed for when we get to TT 2023. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the first rounds of next year's yeah. Championship. I mean, we the, the full intention was to do that this year, but I... I really I badly injured myself uh, training so I put us on the back foot a little bit and I got my first race at Alton Park which is only only round two so I only missed one race a little mm-hmm. bit of testing before and, um, and then we were straight to the northwest but the plan is I like hopefully to do as, as many prior to, to coming here as possible yeah so talking about um, British, British Championship talking about the TT one question I was wondering is Obviously, we had a gap because of the pandemic. Do you feel that living here gave you any sort of advantage for when everyone came back, even though you weren't going around the course at 130 miles an hour? Just living and breathing it every day and seeing the changes around the circuit year in, year out. Mm. Do you think when you got here, you were slightly ahead of everyone else or or not? No. 
Right. That one bit. Um, I think there's nothing quite like riding a bike around here, is it? Mm. It's just, you, you got, I'm driving my Vivaro van over the mountain every morning to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even come close to riding a bike. Um, but I was just wondering if there's, 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 yeah, there's, there's, mo there's parts you see of the track that have just changed slightly, so you know you yeah. can go there, and it doesn't take you two or three laps to work out that that surface is it's a bit grippier or, or there's less adhesion there because you've been over in the van and you might have felt, you know, I don't know. No, I mean, the, Crookshanks, uh, sorry, Stella Maris, White Gates, those two corners, visually I can see that they've changed uh, being a local. Yeah. It l looks smoother. It is going to be smooth. That's just natural, but that's where it stops. Right. Because I can't really feel what that's going to, I can't really imagine what it's going to feel like on the bike because you've still got a fire-breathing superbike underneath mm -hmm. you, you know, it's chewing tires and it's just, it's, it's going to feel... It's not until you get at pace. Yeah. You know, you can feel the bumps or, That's or, it, yeah. feel, or feel the positives from every surface. So even yeah. if you went out on a bike at 50%, 70%, it'd yeah. still be a completely different experience yeah. once you get up to 90, 95% and, and then on to 100, I guess. Oh, I was just interested. Yeah, I mean... I didn't really anticipate the course in certain parts being as rough as what it f felt like this year at the mm -hmm. TT. Like Solby, Solby Strait many, was... Many people at the event were, were talking about Solby being uh, quite a lot rougher. Horrendous. Obviously, you know, people listening that don't really know, Solby Strait's a quite a long, flat-out section with a long right curve at the end. And, and, you know, in my time, which was... The last time was 2009, so 13 years ago. It was pretty, you could got a bit of a rest there. You could look down, check the temperature, check things on the bike and so on. But, yeah, yeah. you know, everybody's saying now that, uh, or everybody was saying at the event uh, 22 this year, that uh, the bikes were dancing and you was struggling to hold the bike flat out. It was very much the case, yeah. I tried left lane, right lane, center. It was all terrible. Really? Um, it was rideable, don't get me wrong, but when you're going at nearly 200 on a superbike down there, it gets a bit interesting. And I, I just felt that there was sections like that, um, which I think contributed to the speeds not being as fast as in previous years. Mm -hmm, yeah. You know, I don't think it was time away from the track. I think it was like just certain areas. It only takes a bump in one corner, doesn't it? And you're off the throttle. And, yep. Yeah. Um, Especially the high speed areas. Yeah. If you roll, if you rolled, you've lost a huge amount of time. Yeah. yeah. There's a bumper right on the apex of the ginger hole corner that just appeared out of nowhere. Is that, the, is that the left hander? Yeah. After yeah. It's all but yeah, That's yeah, right, yeah. So it just, I think that had more of an impact on times this right. year. Um, it seemed really weird because you know, interviewing people like P. Hickman beforehand and. You know, for me saying, you know, two years off and you think you'd probably lose the edge slightly, the whole paddock, not just Pete. And he said, no, no, we'll be straight back on it. You know, the first couple of sessions will be straight sort of back on time. To the, yeah. and it didn't surprise me that they weren't, but obviously the terrain is so different around the whole, around the whole flipping lap, you know, yeah. whereas the smaller bikes, lap records were going. Yeah. You know, you yourself, fastest ever lap on a Fireblade around the Alaman TT in 2022. You yeah. know, on a stocker, yeah, which is flipping incredible. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Didn't feel any different. No. Very weird. I did. 
I thought oh, it's fairly decent-ish lap because I j just reading boards and whatnot. My gaps were sort of alternating a little bit, and I knew my, my pace is decent, but I didn't think I'd be. It didn't feel as though it was like this is going to be an unbelievable lap for me, and uh, turned out it was. It was good. It was it was decent. So, and that was just hitting every apex and maybe just hanging on to the throttle a little bit longer. It was a good, um, it was a solid TT 2022 for you, the whole team really. First race RST Superbike, didn't go to plan. Both of you no. fell out, well not fell out, but but retired from, from that race. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, my, uh, we had a, the engine uh, basically let go. Right. Um, just coming as a, a right kink before, well, just after the Craig. Yep. And I just put, I just, I come out of the Craig, clicked probably, probably fastest, highest revving part in sick gear on the course, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my bike, it, so it, it's, it gave up just as I clicked fourth gear. Yep. After the Craig. So I pulled, pulled up into a little lay by and uh, cursed a little bit and then. Decided to walk through some fields to calm myself down <laughs> to Hillbury, which I underestimated was it's a long way. miles away. <laughs> Oops. Made me wellies. Yeah. It, it could have been worse. It, it weren't, wasn't Davy running through dikes and under it through tunnels and all sorts up during on the practice mountain, week. Yeah. When, when his bike let go. There's plenty of them up there. Plenty of dikes. Muddy fields. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so, so it did get better though. So you, you finished that race. Do you come in thinking, oh, it's going to be one of those weeks, or are you like, right, it can only get better from here? No, I just uh, relayed back to the team what I felt. Yeah. Um, bit of a debrief, forget it. Done. On to the next one. I think yeah. it's a super sport race after that. Mm -hmm. uh, which isn't my class, I'll be honest. It's not. I'm not really designed for a 600. A little bit too tall. Yeah, mm -hmm. but we still make them go. I did, I mean, best laps are 27.2. Uh, we weren't quite as fast as that this year for, for whatever reason I don't know um, I try my best that's all I, that's all I can do mm -hmm. um, yeah. the great little bike the, the, the 600 Honda is really really good so I just I think I was 6th or something in that race and then no 7th even and then on to the stock race after that so second place super stock mm. did you feel like you could could have beat Hickey was he again not necessarily unbeatable no one's unbeatable but he just seems to be that that step above right of course he's he's everyone's benchmark he's won everything mm -hmm. with the exception of Michael there in the two super sport races um, certainly on the big bike Peter's he's uh, yeah he's he set the bar quite high so um, but yeah I'd, I'd Here's a question. Sorry to butt in there, just while you're mentioning that name. He's been... <laughs> I've heard him say he's pretty confident he can win, win on any bike around a TT course. All right. What's your opinion of that? It's confident. Fair play. I mean, superbike, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's... Well, shows you how confident Peter Hickman is. Sorry, gents. That's fair play. When you say any bike, you mean any manufacturer? Yes. Sorry, yeah. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mm. there's big talk. He may be on different 
manufacturer next mm. year, as you're probably well aware. I've, I've heard, yeah. Um, yeah. But it'd be quite interesting. Be quite and interesting. Me as a competitor, if I was still young enough to be competing, before you say it, um, it's classic TT. You can do that. Yeah. Tell. Um, <laughs> the clanger. <laughs> I would want to be winning on something else. You know, before my time was up. Mm. Well, winning times up, should I say? Yeah. I, who could argue with what he says? Oh no, no. no. End of the day, he's as I said before, he's 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 set the bar. Um, he'd be silly to sort of silly to bet against it, but I uh, yeah, I'd be trying. <laughs> that is for sure. I think so everyone else would be question. trying. <laughs> Every rider has a weakness. Yeah, and you've not found what Hickey's is yet. Every rider. Uh, do tell. What, what do you know? It <laughs> <laughs> was a question. Uh, God, no, I don't know. I don't know. I'll be honest, I couldn't really give a shit what the riders are doing. <laughs> I've not really bothered. I just focus on that's not being smart either. Yeah. I, I'm just interested in what I'm doing. I, I'm the one riding my bike. I can I'm the one who can only make it go fast. And if someone's better than me on the day, f fair play to them. Yeah. I've just all I do is go and give a hundred percent. That's all I can do. After that it's off the bike, home, family, chill. Pizza, coffee. Pizza, coffee, yeah. I from think the right when, places. When, it comes, when it comes to the TT, I think everybody's in that same boat though. Yeah. That they're they're just focused on themselves and whatever will be will be because it's because it de demands so much respect from a rider that course on its own to get round it like the result will take care of itself. Oh, flipping it, yeah, that's not. It wasn't being detrimental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Pete in the slightest, um, but everything has to be right. I need mm -hmm. a little bit of luck on top. All right, with, with your machinery, with your team, with yourself, with your preparation, you know, the weather. Every, so many things have to click into place, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, He's just got it dialed more than everyone else. That's probably the better way to put it at the yeah. minute. So um, until someone comes along and changes that and is the best and is the fastest, then who's to argue that he could possibly do it on another manufacturer? But I bet him a bottom dollar, there's probably 15 other riders who want to try and change that. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Right, before we get into your quick fire questions, yep. what's it going to take in 2023 to get your name on that trophy? Uh, a little bit faster. Try and go a bit faster. Brilliant. There we go. <laughs> we were going to go down this short answer route, weren't we? Well, you're right. But but like you said, with the British Superbike Championship, it's that level that you need to find. When it comes to the TT, do you know where that where those those times can be made up to to get to there? Um, start line for one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think there's there's definitely areas on the track. Well, of course there is. I've got I've got a lot of weaknesses around the track where mm -hmm. I need to sort of work on. Um, I, I, Do you spend any time there walking parts of the course where you feel you're weak? Looking? No, um, I'm just sort of conscious of where it feels a little bit mm -hmm. where I could make time really. Um, but it's not like <clears throat> there's not one sector where, <coughs> excuse me, you know, I can find 10 seconds. It's all such a big lap, isn't it? Big, and it's, yeah. you got a, you got a start in there, you've got a 
couple of pit stops there's other riders you got to pass as well and it all comes into it and uh, I think it's just going to be a case of just little increments just nipping bits here and there mm. um, and I feel as though doing the circuits will help me massively because you've got I think the closest I've been to the fastest man on track in stockers is about 1.7 at the minute and I was at Brands so trying finding that is bloody hard work for, mm. you know from where I'm at at the minute yeah. and it's how I bridge that gap and make that next step which I feel will only it's got to help me coming here when I'm trying to look look at trying to beat someone like Peter mm. or Michael you know it's uh, just logic for me yeah. I'm just trying to go about it the right way I'm just try hard basically so <laughs> the way to do it over to you Steve right 10 quick fire questions just answer one or the other. No explanations. Before nine o'clock. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> you can answer these quickly, no problem. It's not live. Right. Suppose, <laughs> Tea or coffee? Coffee. Two stroke or four stroke? Two stroke. Pineapple or never pineapple on a pizza? Pineapple. Good lad. <laughs> super stock or super bike? This year, super stock. Guy Martin or Gaz Johnson? Guy Martin. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Pillion ride with John McGuinness or Peter Hickman uh, around the TT course sorry Peter Hickman because I could probably find out where he's faster no, than no no explanation okay. please <laughs> Ginger Holder Ramsey or Ramsey to the bungalow Ginger Holder Ramsey proper part of the track Ulster GP or the Isle of Man TT Isle of Man TT Clive Paget or Paul Phillips? No explanations, please. Clive Pledget. Lottery jackpot, last one. Or senior TT win? Senior TT win. Get in there. Thank you very much. All day. Connor, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll let you get back to your business. And Thank hopefully, you. like without, I want everyone to win, but I would love to see him at the top of the step of the podium this year. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Steve, Connor Cummins, although he never wears a dress, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. What needs to change for him to become the bride? I think really what needs to change, you need to be a little bit more careful. He's a big lad, you know. <laughs> you keep saying things like that. <laughs> Seriously, no, cracking lad. Very, very fast. And he's got a win in him still. He really has. You yeah. know, he's been getting on the podium since 2009. What a cracking fella. And I really do hope he becomes the Manx man that does it. Yeah, he, he, I don't think he'll settle until he's no. he's won one. And if he doesn't win one, I don't think he'll feel like he's he achieved everything that he was capable of doing. And he likes pineapple on pizza. He loves pineapple on pizza. And that is the pizza man. If, <laughs> if, if we need to find out the right answer to that, that's the man who we find it out from. Pineapple is always right on pizza. Tip top. This has been the Connor Cummins episode of the TT Podcast. If you've enjoyed it, then please hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We have plenty more star-studded names from the world of the TT on the way for you in this series. And here's a little taste of what you can expect from next week's guest, Dave O'Johnson. And we're coming from the airport, past the ferries, 
And then uh, through the roads out, I was like, so what gear are you in through this corner? And he just looked at me and goes, you fucking serious? <laughs> like, I actually thought I was on the track. Like, no, so that was at the start of the, of the year, the start 2010. Because I'd never been here before, so I didn't know what, what was, where was where. Yeah. And once that happened, then Milky took me around yeah. for like um, a lap and he's like, right, so tell me where you are, just, just to show me, just uh, like sort of quiz me on my, mm-hmm. like how I've been researching. And I failed dismally, that yeah. big time. <laughs> and after that, it was literally every day. So I had three months from then to TT, it was three months, like every day, like the old school PlayStation game and then uh, watching DVD laps every day for three months. That next episode will be out next week and you can get all the latest TT news and features over at iomttracers.com. And be sure to check us out on all the usual socials. We are at TT Racers Official. And don't forget, if you want to see Steve's handsome face or the guests, make sure you head over to the TT Plus app where you can watch the TT podcast, not just listen to it. Thanks for listening.